to Big Booth Bets. It's the Get That Money Podcast. I am Steve Big Boofy Skierman, joined by Nate Stevenson and our wonderful producer, Tony T-Bone Garino. How is everybody doing today? Uh, Boof, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why is that, Nate? I don't know. It was a rough pizza box last week, and I just thought that I could not bring the appropriate amount of energy this week to the opening of the show. So uh, you did not disappoint, my friend. Nate, you know what has brought me a lot of extra joy all week? (laughs) What's that? Is Besides going 3-0 against you in the pizza box, which now gives me a three-game lead going into the playoffs, if I look back on the season – you made a money line three game pizza box bet with me and went 0 and 3. And it just so happened to feature the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in conjunction with your uh, conjunction with your probably 10 year quest at this point to get Coach Tomlin fired, he kept his winning, his winning season streak intact and at the same time has given me a three-game pizza box lead going into the playoffs. How does that make you feel? Uh, Not very good, considering he is potentially, not only, as you said, keeping his very annoying, non-losing season streak alive, but potentially breaking my... Glass half full, glass half empty. Potentially breaking my undefeated pizza box streak against you. So, um... It's just been a whole bunch of poop, man. It's been, it's been a rough week. Not the way it wanted the season to end. Indeed, indeed. Well, why don't you recap how the season ended for you there, Nate? I lost three pizza boxes via the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about this later. Tony, how you doing, buddy? Well, much like your buddy Mike Tomlin, I'm keeping my own streak alive. Got the old uh, winter flu going here. I think that's about 15 seasons running. Uh, but hopefully we can walk away with uh, some units out of this week's breakdown. Money is the best medicine. So why don't you go ahead and recap how much medicine we dished out last week? Yes, sir, Tone. I will the uh, hit, hit us with the Week 18 recap. Thank God, much better than my pizza box misery in Week 18. We had four winners, three losers. The losers were the Kansas City Chiefs and Las Vegas Raiders over 51 and a half. Uh, a couple red zone turnovers there doomed us. That ended at 44. Colts minus two and a half. Also looking good. And then the Texans decided they'd throw a Hail Mary because they didn't want the first overall pick. So, yeah, man. Dude, I, I'm i not one to say this all the You know, you hardly ever hear it come out of my mouth. But in, in a losing bet, I would place that bet a hundred more times in a row, man. I, I'm sorry. That was ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. And appropriately so, the ownership was like, Lovey, you're an idiot for winning. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> yes, indeed. And then our last loser was the Dallas Cowboys minus one, Cincinnati Bengals minus one. No problem with Cincy, but the, the Dallas Cowboys, you would think, oh, they lost. Oh, they played their starters in the second half because they saw that the Eagles were up in the first half comfortably, so they didn't need the game. No, Dallas tried the whole game. It was their starters the whole game, and they lost a rookie quarterback, quarterback, Sam Howell. So 
Dallas uh, definitely trending towards that wonderful cycle gift that has been circulated amongst our friend group booth. But uh, they're they're only one one game away. And the winners, Chiefs minus two, Bills minus one. Honestly, no sweat there at all. Carolina plus three and a half. That was a sweat, but Carolina came back and uh, got the job done, won the game outright. Buffalo minus seven. Uh, again, no sweat there, really, once they, they took care of business in the second half. And then the teaser of the Jets plus eight and a half and Buffalo minus one. Obviously, again, Buffalo no sweat. Jets, kind of a sweat um, because no one was scoring at all, but they still ended up losing by five because of the uh, wonderful pitchy woo-woo uh, safety at the end, which, thank God, actually did not bust our teaser. So four and three week on week 18. Still at a winning profitable clip on the year of 54.55%. 108 wins, 90 losses, 11 pushes. And uh, Pizza Box, 9 wins for me, 12 wins for Boo, 4 pushes. Got that right, baby. It's all right. It's going to make that playoff comeback much sweeter for me. We're going to enjoy that. All right, on to not week. No, I guess it technically is week nineteen, but on. also we, we were we were one pick off on the get out of jail free parlay last week as well. Oh yes, um, which hopefully our listeners, you know, can probably tell that that Nate just can't take the Steelers for any reason. So hopefully they just edited that one out themselves and they cashed their own ticket. <laughs> I've taken points with the Steelers before. It's generally whoever is getting points in the matchup with the Steelers this year. You take the points or add points which is what we did in this case. I mean, we, we put the Browns up over a touchdown to plus 11 and a half in the, in the parlay. I mean, that was, that was looking great. And then of course the Steelers scored a late touchdown to win by 14, but yeah, that's, that sucked. That was the only thing that busted our get out of jail free parlay, which was plus 1189. So that'll win you almost 1200 bucks if you threw a hundred bucks on it. But um, hopefully like Boo said that uh, you either took that one out or, or took the Steelers. So, but uh, for me personally, that was a rough one. But yes, on to the super wild card round of the NFL playoffs. All right. Well, we'll start the super wild card on Saturday with the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers laying nine and a half and you're over under at 42. Uh, so on Caesars, I can get a plus 10 and I'm going to take the Seahawks at plus 10. Uh, these guys have played each other twice already this year. San Francisco did actually cover that number in the uh, in the first meeting. But I just think Brock Purdy in his first playoff start against the team, uh, against a divisional opponent, so it's going to be the third time that they're playing each other this year, I don't see San Francisco just blowing these guys out. I, I think Pete Carroll is going to come up with a way to slow down the running game and not be fooled on play action and see if Brock Purdy can stand back in the pocket and beat him. And I don't think he might be able to – well, not he, but they might still, still might get the win. But 10 points, man, in a playoff game, again, in a, against a divisional opponent like that, that's too much for me. I'm going to take the Seahawks. And uh, I am also interested in the under of 42 – uh, each of the first two meetings only hit 34 points. I think this will be more of a defensive uh, matchup here. So I'm going to take the Seahawks and the under. Uh, with you on half of that, Booth. I uh, definitely like the under, as you touched on both games at 34 points. Uh, 49ers winning both of them. 27 
2-7 in week two and 21-13 in week 15. Uh, second one being on the road. And um, so I do like I do like the under. I am gonna I am gonna be on the 49ers side though, laying the nine and a half. This it's it's playoff time, baby. There it's it's not it's not we're being careful, we're saving stuff. This is we're trying to win. And I have faith in Brock Purdy. I have faith in Cal Shanahan, how he's handling Brock Purdy. And Seattle has the worst run D in the second half of the season for the most part, or for mo- for the uh, for the majority of the second half of the season. And that is what San Fran's going to do. They have three running backs that, honestly, most teams in the league would love to have any any of them as their starter. And they're, they're going to be healthy. So I love the 49ers here. And then just uh, a few props to keep your eye on in this game. Kittle over three and a half receptions. In all five of Brock Purdy's starts, he has gone over this over this total with a minimum of four receptions. Also, seven touchdowns in all in the in those five games. Only one game he did not get a touchdown, and three of those five games he had two touchdowns. One of those games was against Seattle, where he had two touchdowns and 93 yards receiving. So I like a lot. I like me a lot of George Kittle. Brock Purdy seems to have a good uh, rapport with him. Kenneth Walker the third under 57 and a half rushing 47 last game against the Niners and the Niners are having a, they have the best defense in the league second half of the season. Seahawks are going to want to run the ball. So I expect them to shut him down, make the Seahawks run one dimensional. Few more here. Jawan Jennings over 17 and a half receiving yards, over 3 of 5 with Purdy. And uh, he went for three receptions and 31 yards on five targets the last game against the Hawks. Christian McCaffrey over 74 and a half rushing over three of the last five, including 108 against the Seahawks last game. Tyler Lockett over 61 and a half receiving over in both games against the Niners, 107 the first game, 68 the second. We all know as I keep pounding home here, the Niners are going to want to make the Seahawks one dimensional, make them throw the ball. And last but not least, we have two for Debo Samuel. Debo over 14 and a half rushing, which to me is a very low number for him. He's going to be rested coming back off of injury. It's the playoffs. Normally, they are they they like to give him the ball a few times on the ground. He had 53 yards rushing against Seattle earlier this year, as well as 44 receiving. So if you want to get down on the over 41 and a half receiving prop for him as well, I also think that's a good call. But um, just wanted to throw a couple props out there for the people for the Saturday games here. Uh, we're going to touch on more, um, more, probably more, 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 more likely after, um, after Thursday here, when I post all the, uh, parlays for the people parlays on Twitter, but, uh, just some ones to keep an eye out for that game that I liked and, um, boof, uh, two things I'm down for under 42. Do you want a pizza box? Nine and a half. Uh, I have a 10 for, for myself. Um, yeah, I mean, that's fine, Boof. I understand. You know, I got to take the best number. So I'll give you a 10. I'll take the nine and a half. And, um, it sounds like we got a pizza box, don't we? Yeah, I'm down, man. Let's do it. All right. Let's start my comeback here. And then we're going to obviously lock in that money pick under 42. Let's get that money pick. Okay. The second Saturday game is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars getting two and a half and you're over under at 47 and a half. Yeah. I love the Jags here. Uh, they're getting two and a half points. The some may or may not remember they played the Chargers earlier in the year. Chargers won thirty-eight to ten in Los Angeles. 
Now, granted, that was the first game after the Herbert rib injury, so um, he was definitely not at 100%, but the Jags ran the ball all over the Chargers, and the Chargers couldn't do anything on the ground against Jacksonville. So now the Chargers have to come to Jacksonville on a short week, um, big travel disadvantage with their recent games. They played hard last week when they didn't even need to, got banged up some. Nick Bosa got – is it Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa? Which which Bosa's on the Chargers, Boop? I, <laughs> They've got Joey. They got Joey? Okay. The, that one. That Bosa's on the Chargers. He got banged up some. Uh, Mike Williams got banged up some. That That's a huge potential issue for their offense because when the, they are intact, they are a very dangerous offense. But Mike Williams is a big part of that – that, that trio of offensive players. So if he's not at hundred percent, that that's their field stretcher. That could, that could hurt them a lot. And it's just, I, I just think this is not a good matchup. Um, and then you have the Jaguars. They have a, they actually have a normal week. They're not coming off short rest. Yeah. They played last Saturday, but Saturday game. So um, they're actually, actually have a full rest. They're at home. And um, I just like what I've seen last time these two teams played. So I really like uh, I really like the Jags here in a teaser. I like them with the, with the points. I'd like them better at three. There was a three out there at one point this week. If you got that, great. Keep an eye out for it. You might get it back. But I, I like them with the spread. I like them to – honestly, I like them to win. Love them in a teaser. I, would, I wouldn't mind them putting them in a teaser with the uh, Buccaneers, up, both up to eight and a half. That's something I'm interested in. And then um, prop-wise, I will definitely post more about this, but a couple to keep an eye out for is um, Etienne rushing yards over, Lawrence rushing yards over, Lawrence passing yards, Christian Kirk um, over receiving yards. Uh, Just a few to keep your eye on. Like I said, we'll get into more detail about that when we throw that out on Twitter. But um, that's where I'm at with this game. Uh, I like the Jaguars as a teaser leg as well. How do you feel about pairing them with the uh, Giants? Yeah, I like the Giants too. I mean, it's, we we can do them both. You know, I think I think there's value on both sides here, or or both of those teaser legs. Well, I, I don't want to do the Bucks, for example. I'm trying to get you to do the Bucks. <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. We can do it with the we can do it with the Giants. All right, cool. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Jags and the Giants in a six point teaser. Uh, we've got to get the Giants up to plus nine and the Jags up to plus eight and a half. Um, Nate kind of touched on why we like the Jaguars. Um, I also like the under in this game. Uh, the Jags have played in three in a row that have gone under this number. The Chargers have played in five in a row uh, that have gone under this number. And Mike Williams, like Nate said, Mike Williams has not practiced yet this week. And we are recording on a Thursday night, so he did not practice on Thursday. Uh, Joey Bosa did practice. He's been a full participant all week, so he did get banged up last week, but it looks like he is going to go. So I expect offensively the Chargers to be worse and defensively for them to be better, which obviously leads to less points. Uh, I'm going to take the under 47.5 as well. Ooh, under 47.5. Hmm. Hmm. Nah, just going to do the teaser for me. Let's lock it in. Get the money pick. All right, takes us to Sunday. <clears throat> we'll start there with the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Bills laying 13, and you're over-under at 
Um, I, what I was hoping was going to have happen was that Tua would somehow play and the Dolphins were still going to be getting over a touchdown. Um, that has not happened. Tua has been ruled out. And they're rolling with Skylar Thompson, who – what they put up last week? Six points against the – or I guess they, they got 11. They got nine offensive points against the Jets last week. I don't know, man. I, I, I guess I would take Buffalo here, but I'm not laying – 13 and a half points in a playoff game. I'm just going to pass. I'm 100% laying 13 points in a playoff game when that playoff game involves rookie Skylar Thompson coming to Orchard Park in Buffalo with most likely DeMar Hamlin leading the Buffalo Bills out of the tunnel on the year that they're going to break their Super Bowl streak. Yes, I am laying 13 points with the Buffalo Bills. I'm laying six and a half points with the Buffalo Bills at the half. I'm taking over 14 points in the first half for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm taking the Buffalo Bills on an alternate line, minus 20 at plus money. Yes, give me some Buffalo Bills. Clay, 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 clay. Circle the wagons. Let's go. I hate when you circle the wagons and I'm not circling the wagons here. All right, I'll tell you what. You know what, man? I'm done. I'll lay, I'll lay the points, and I will also lay the first half points. Just keep me out of the – you know what? Screw it. I'm in, I'm in for all three. Let's do it. You're, you're in for first half. No, I'm not in – you know what? I'm not in for the over 14. I'm in for the first half, six and a half, and the, what, 13? Do you go 13 or 13 I got 13. You got in 13. All right, yeah. All right, I'm in for both of them. Beautiful. Boof. I think you should take us out, baby, with this one. You know, you love to circle. No one circles the wagons like me after I get caught out when Nate circled them before me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get that money. Pick. And pick again. All right. Up next, we have the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings laying three, and you're over under at 48. So, some very fun statistics uh, for this. For me. All right. So we've talked all season how the Vikings, you know, play a lot of one possession games. Vikings have 13 regular season wins. 11 of those by one possession, which we've been beating home all year. Five of those are by exactly three points. Well, these uh, these two teams played in week 16. And big surprise, the Vikes played a one possession game and won by three points. (laughs) 27-24. So... We already put the Giants in a teaser. I mean, that's there's a lot of data backing that up. And um, I'm also I'm, – I'm tempted to take the three with the Giants. I mean, the Giants almost – they had a semi-buy last week. They rested a good bit of their starters. Minneapolis – I keep wanting to call them Minneapolis. Minnesota um, played their starters against the Bears uh, to try to improve their seating. So they did not have a week off. And I love what I've seen from Brian Dable this year. He just, I love how he game plans. I love how he's trying to maximize everything he has um, at his disposal with uh, his, his scheme, his players, everything. So obviously love the Giants in a teaser, and I like the Giants plus three. Uh, yeah, obviously I, I already have them in the teaser. I like them at plus three as well. I, I kind of like them to win the game. Um, I do think that Brian Dayboy is going to have them ready to go. I, I like that, you know, in the head-to-head matchup, they're they're coming off of a loss. So it's kind of like their turn to, to throw the counterpunch and make the adjustments, you know what I mean? Um, I, I like them in this situation. And, uh, 
yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take Giants plus three and roll with that. In addition to the teaser. All right, let's lock it in and get that money pick. All right, that leaves us the final Sunday game, which is the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals laying nine and a half in your over under at forty. So, truth be told, Nate texted me a couple days ago. You know, we sometimes we post picks early on Twitter if we really like something and we're worried the line's going to go away. Um, and he basically he wanted to use the Jags and the Bengals uh, as a teaser leg, and, and the Bengals were only laying seven and a half at the time. Uh, my personal thinking and what I wanted to see was if Lamar Jackson was going to play, and if that was going to be the spread, I was just going to take the Ravens uh, with the points. Um, well, now it's looking like Lamar Jackson is not going to play. The line has moved to nine and a half, so it's really not even a teasable number anymore. And I don't want to lay this many points with the Bengals. So, Nate, I'm sorry. I, I, I passed on what looks like a good pick for us, and I'm just going to pass. Yeah, it's okay, man. I've I've never made a mistake ever in this podcast ever. And um, yes. but hey, you know that's that's how it goes sometimes. You know, you're you, every we all we all have the things that we want to do and we want to wait to see and we feel a certain way. But um, it's looking like it, it is on. It is looking. I don't know if I'd say it's a big surprise. It is a mild surprise. Lamar's not going to play. I mean, the, the, when he had an injury that was expected to take three to four weeks, and he's now going on what six or seven. Uh, you would expect him to play in the playoff game, but regardless of what anyone's saying about this, you cannot tell me that this has any that this does not have something to do with his contract. I mean, I can't tell me that. But um, not to dive too far onto a different tangent here. Yeah, uh, I love Cincy to win. If they're facing the third stringer, Anthony Brown, I, I still like minus nine and a half. I'd I'd still lay it. So if it gets confirmed that Anthony Brown's playing. I, I would still be okay with laying nine and a half uh, since he's there's nothing to hold back here. I think they let their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half last week after they got that nice lead and um, started to gear down and, and protect themselves for the playoffs. So I, I honestly think that's why they would have covered this last week if they kept their foot on the gas the whole game. I don't think that's going to be an issue this game. Even with Tyler Huntley, I like it less, but I still like it. So um, I would say – Lean to Cincy minus nine and a half and official pick minus nine and a half. I think Anthony Brown has confirmed the starter. All right. The final super wild card weekend game is Monday night with the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks getting two and a half and you're over under at 46. So as uh, previously alluded to, Dallas is starting to Dallas is just at that point in the year where they're doing what they do. Uh, they get their fans excited. Everyone's going to think they're going to do awesome. And then they get to the playoffs and choke. And what do you know? They're already trending in that direction with the uh, game against Washington last week and how they just looked the last couple games of the year. Dak, once again, showing that he is not worth $40 million a year. He has had thrown an interception in seven straight games and is really, really, really bad against zone defense. Well, won't you? Well, as luck would have it, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the best zone defenses in the league. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also beat this same Dallas Cowboys team 19-3 to start the year. So Tampa Bay's at home, where they uh, tend to be a little bit better and a lot better historically. Not as much this year, but a lot better historically. And strange statistics as well that Dallas is not as good on grass. Um, Kind of a Kirk Cousins-like statistic there that you can appreciate, Tone. 
But uh, obviously Tampa Bay has a natural surface as well. So take that for what it's worth. But I like the Bucks here getting two and a half points. I like them to win. I like them in teasers. I also like the under. So um, those are those are those are where I'm at. And then one more thing, Boof, that I think everyone can uh, can have some fun with. I actually I can't take credit for this one. I heard this from somewhere. I heard this one somewhere else, but it's still funny to me as someone who live bets a lot. If Tampa Bay runs on first down, take a drink. You will be drunk. By, you will be drunk by halftime. <laughs> They don't get anywhere doing it either. <laughs> uh, I like the opposite side of this. And yeah, yeah, blah, blah. We're playing Tom Brady in the playoffs. Dak's throwing a pick seven games in a row. All of a sudden, the Cowboys can't play on grass. So that comes out of nowhere. Bucks have a good run defense. Blah, 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 blah. The Bucks are eight and nine. They should be worse in, in all reality. Their last five wins, and you can go ahead and tell me how quality you think these are. It's a heroic comeback against the 7-10 and 10 Panthers, an overtime win against Trace McSorley and the Cardinals, a heroic comeback against the 7-10 and 10 Saints. They got an actual good win in Germany against the Seahawks, but the Seahawks have really been proven to not be quite as good as advertised going into that game. A heroic comeback against the 5-12 Rams. They beat the 7-10 Falcons. And uh, they did, in fact, beat the Cowboys in week one. But uh, Dak got injured in that game, and Tony Pollard did not have the same type of role with this team. Dallas hadn't really hit their stride yet. So do I think Dallas is going to win the Super Bowl? No. But I think Dallas is an actual playoff caliber football team, and the Bucks stink. They are not a playoff caliber football team. I'm laying less than a field goal. Give me the Cowboys minus two and a half. You want a pizza box at? Yes, I do. <laughs> Woo! Let's go. Let's go. Make it up two on the first round of the playoffs. I like it. Pizza box. All right. That's it for your super wild card weekend. So, Nate, go ahead and give us the recap. All right. This week's money picks, we have five for the super wild card round of the playoffs. We have the San San Diego. We have the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers under 42. We have a teaser. The Jacksonville Jaguars up to eight and a half. The New York Giants up to nine. The New York Giants plus three. And then we are double dipping on the Buffalo Miami game. Buffalo minus six and a half. Halftime spread. First half spread. And Buffalo minus 13 for the game. Those are five. Those are our five money picks. Let's uh, add to our add to our winning winning percentage here, Boof. And uh, lest I also, I'd be remiss if I did not remind the people that uh, hopefully we can recapture last year's magic when we went fourteen and one in the playoffs. Yeah, bro. I, I was thinking about the exact same thing. Tough. Uh, it's going to be tough to match it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm here for the challenge, man. I know. I'm with you, baby. And then, of course. Uh, this week's pizza box picks, we have Boof on the Seattle Seahawks plus ten, and Dallas minus two and a half. I am on the 49ers minus nine and a half, and Tampa Bay plus two and a half. And with that, everyone knows what time it is. My favorite time of the week. It's time for some parlays for the people. 
lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in the works here. Um, just going to give the get out gel free parlay today and then a little tip or two for the people. And then of course we'll post the rest on Twitter. Uh, we will try to do that tomorrow or early in the day on Saturday. My goal is tomorrow night. So uh, we'll do our best, but uh, this week's get out gel free parlay. Very, very excited about it. Uh, we have eight legs plus 734. A lot to feel good about. Uh, we are going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 11 and a half and under 55 and a half. San Francisco 49ers money line and under 52 and a half. Jacksonville Jaguars plus eight and a half. New York Giants plus eight and a half. Buffalo Bills halftime full time. And Cincinnati Bengals halftime full time. Oh, man. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I feel good about it, and I'm doing it, Booth. I'm doing it. That is eight legs for plus 734. And, um, yeah, let's start out hot. You know, Booth, <laughs> I said I was going to give a tip to everybody, and I told you to give us. Like, here's the parlay. Bye, everybody. No. One of the tips uh, that is very important I, we, I, I wanted to share, and I totally got off track. Quarterback rushing yards, if your quarterback is mobile at all, generally they run more in the playoffs. Uh, Booth, you can attest to this. We do generally have a lot of success betting quarterback rushing yards over quarterback rushing overs, especially early in the playoffs before they uh, they adjust. They normally adjust them up a little bit, but normally not enough to start start the uh, playoffs. So. Um, you know, obviously Mahomes ain't playing this week, but his rushing over is something you want to keep an eye out. I'd actually probably stay away from Josh Allen rushing over this week because there's a chance that they might be up comfortably. So there's, I don't think he's going to run quite as much, but uh, someone like Geno Smith, you know, his, his, I think his was a 14 and a half. Uh, had, he, had, he had one rush for 18 yards last time I played San Francisco. So that's something that could go over. Uh, Skylar Thompson, if they actually post it, he is a really mobile guy and they're going to be, playing from behind all game and and being forced to pass so i think he's gonna have a lot of opportunities to run um that's beside design runs that's something to keep an eye out for um even 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 herbert you know herbert herbert will run a little bit more lawrence will run a little bit more you know if you got that's something you just want to go back look at the what they've done historically and just look at their total but generally these guys that have even some mobility they will run more in the playoffs well, uh, yeah, man, no doubt. And, and it's basically, you know, they're always told to protect themselves from an injury standpoint because they are important and a lot of them are making a lot of money. And, uh, you know, they just need to make sure they're minimizing how many hits they take via being tackled when they run. Um, obviously, come playoff time, you know, we put more at risk uh, in that, you know, we're willing to be tackled. And like you said, if you're, if you're capable of running, and it's something that's available, you're going to go ahead and do it. We've seen it year after year, and you see it more and more every year. Um, it's just something you're going to want to pay attention to uh, when the books start to adjust the number for it. And like when you see like Josh Allen for 45 yards rushing, it's like, okay, chill out. But if it's only 28, take the over. Um, you know, and stuff like that. So definitely a good tip, Nate. Thank you for sharing. Um, keep an eye out on Twitter for the rest of Parlays for the People. Uh, best of luck to everybody, and let's get that money. Oh, yeah. Get that money. I'm still firing Tomlin forever. Fire Tomlin. 
my, my list is actually smaller because, you know, a lot of the league has wisened up and, and fired some of the guys that I have been suggesting. So I'm just going to let is it go. There anyone, is there anyone left on your list, Boo? Uh, let's see here. You know, I, I'd love to get McVeigh on there, but it seems like he's going to handle that one on, a, on his own. Uh, they already got rid of Kingsbury. Well, we got to fire McDaniels, but they won't do it yet because I think they're screwed contractually. No, they're going to sign Tom Brady next year. And it's going to save him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any right now, but I'll get them next week if they come to me. All right. Good luck, everybody. Let's get that money. Let's get that money.